It's time for Roadworthy Drive with Ken Chester. Ken is a nationally syndicated automotive journalist and photographer who has been in and around the industry for over 30 years. So tune in for your fill of automotive information and entertainment with your automotive ringmaster, Ken Chester. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. Welcome to Roadworthy Drive, America's premier mobility news and technology talk show. I'm Ken Chester in studio with you for the hour, along with the other members of the esteemed Roadworthy Drive crew, Jack at the Controls, and Sasha over at Mike 2. We are so glad you could join us. Now, this hour, Robocop meets self driving car as we discuss a recent new patent for Motorola systems. We're also going to be talking about the implementation of 5G by the nation's cell phone companies and what it means for, auton- for the autonomous car. And then finally, we're going to end the hour with a look at J.D. Power's 2018 Multimedia Quality and Satisfaction Study. But before we get to all that, those of you who want to add your voice to the conversation can do it so easily. Call or text me via the Roadworthy Driveline in that number, 872-222-9793. For the wordsmiths among you, email is fine too. My address is ken at roadworthydrive.net. Either way, connects you to the show. As always, we want to hear from you. So, Jack and Sasha, how are we doing? We're doing great. Um, Mr. Chester. Sir. Um, I had a meeting with the suits. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm going to like this. No, you're not going to like this. Oh. They have asked me to express to you that they no longer want to hear about the chair issue. <laughs> really? Really? I've been, and, st- I've and been standing for weeks. If, if you mention the chair issue, uh-huh. this is what you will get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm going to leave that alone for so many reasons. Uh, you, yeah, you, yeah, you better. You realize be- that they could solve the chair issue by just giving the man a chair. I understand this. <laughs> however, I'm just saying. However, I, you know, I need to remind him that he is capable of going to one of the other studios around here and grabbing himself a chair. If I could find a chair that's not broken? Uh, that's not my monkey, not my circus, yeah, sir. Yeah. And let's talk about what's in the park's been this way. <laughs> of course he does. Moving right along. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from suits to nothing. actually actually Tesla. Nothing to see here. Yeah. <laughs> Tesla. Tesla. Would you believe the new Roadster uh-huh. is actually embarrassing a supercar maker? What? Yeah. Ooh. One of the Danish supercar makers, uh, Kozigneg. Kozigneg. Yeah. I took pictures at the New York Auto Show. Okay. Real low volume. They make million dollar, extremely fast, oh my goodness, fast, which makes ludicrous speed look slow, fast. Wow. Ludicrous speed! <laughs> Go! <laughs> Gotta love those packages. Right? Yeah. Uh, their exact words the Roadster's performance was embarrassing them. And they had to up their game after Elon Musk introduced the car. So are they saying like next year's <laughs> release or are they going to do an upgrade to current models? Well, they're working on what they were going to upgrade. Uh, but let's see what we're talking about. Okay. This is the statistics for the new Tesla Roadster. Roadster. Okay. All electric Roadster. Okay. Electric. Zero to 60. Mm-hmm. 1.9 seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, zero to 100, 
4.2 seconds. Mm. I thought it was bad when we had a 66 Oldsmobile 98, and that thing would put your head in the back seat if you stomped on it. This thing would put you in the other county. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Quarter mile in 8.8 seconds. Wow. Uh, yeah. Kozik Zeg said they were looking at the numbers to make sure it was actually possible and felt embarrassed. They went back to the drawing board to tweak their hybrid powertrain mm. in order to get to the numbers. Okay, but here's my thing. With a hybrid that still uses com- a combustion engine, mm-hmm. you're going to be too heavy. Could be. I mean, with an electric vehicle with an EV and the electric components, you automatically cut out. Do you remember what that weight differential is? I don't. But let me tell you, their current car, uh-huh. the supercar maker, right? the Regara. Yeah. Zero to 100 or actually, zero to 62 miles an hour, 2.8 seconds. Ah. Top speed of 255 miles an hour. Right. It includes a 4.5 kilowatt hour uh, liquid cooled lithium ion battery, which gives you, wait for it, uh huh, mm-hmm. wait for it, hybrid, wait for it, hybrid, 20 miles electric range. What? Wow. 20 whole miles. 20 whole miles. So you could drive it for like what, five minutes? Barely. And uh, <laughs> did I mention the Roadster? He was talking yeah. 620 miles. Stop. 620 miles on one charge? Yes, ma'am. Stop it. But are they're we not... talking about Elon Musk here? Yes, we are. Okay. Tesla Roadster. Absolutely. Wow. I need Now, one. wait a minute. Another, no. Another company, <laughs> another company, Remac, we talked about Rymac. Yes, yes. And BMW took a stake in them. They're de- yep. developing some electric yep. stuff for BMW. Yep. They have their concept, too. Uh, and they're updating their plans, too. Yeah, but it's still a concept. They don't have anything on the market. Yeah, they do. Concept one, oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. I took right. pictures Sorry. of it. Yep, yeah. that's right. They didn't right. make. They made all of eight. Right. They got, <laughs> went for like a, yeah, and sold them all in minutes at like a minute, a million three apiece. Not a problem. So, yeah, you don't have to make a lot. Just make it right. And I guess that's what they did. Now. And they're going to get ready to release another one? Their new one. Uh-huh. The concept two okay. um, is they're going to have a 120 kilowatt hour battery pack, which is a 33% increase, uh, but it falls short of Tesla's 200 kilowatt battery pack. Yeah. Uh, and remember, I said 620 mile range. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, Rimac's working on theirs, but again, they're going to fall short. And the writer talked about this that um, their car, um, the Rimac, Concept 2 mm-hmm. will feature level 4 autonomous driving, something that the Tesla also claims the Roadster will do when they release Autopilot 2.0. Yeah. The difference, um, the Rimac Concept 2 will cost a little bit more than a million dollars a piece. Woo. The Tesla Roadster, Uh huh. wait for it. Yep. Tesla Roadster. Sitting right here. Cash money. Yep. $250,000. Okay, so I'm going to be starting a GoFundMe. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, come on. <laughs> Thank you, sir. You didn't need a meeting with the suits for that. No, not nah. at all. Nah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So I'm just saying, I'm just saying, this is just Six, crazy. But with a 600-mile range on the Roadster. But you remember almost a year and a half ago, we talked about German engineers. Yeah. That it yep. developed a lithium-ion battery pack yep. that would fit a Tesla S yep. that had a range of 650 miles. But why wouldn't he put that in his standard cost sedans cost. as opposed to... Cost. Cost. <sighs> Until but even you... your X... Cost. Your X starts out at what? Cost. Uh, 
gets down the cost, sister. But can't I add that package? I mean, I would... Probably not. No. Not right now. Because they got the extended range, but it doesn't give you anywhere near 600 Yeah, which means it's a packaging issue as well. I need that package is yeah. what I need. 250000 sister. You can get a roadster. Go fund me. Yeah, it's going to well. be under Sasha. <laughs> yeah, keep, you keep dreaming about that. Oh, and did I mention the Tesla roadster before I let that go? What? what? Top speed. Uh, what? Over, 200, over 250 do they miles have, an hour. Do they have an actual speed yet? Uh, they're saying a record-breaking 250 plus mile an hour top speed. So that could be 251. Uh, it could be. <laughs> I mean, uh, but I will say this. You can reserve your place in line to buy one. Okay. It's going to cost you five grand. Yeah, I'm just going to shoot. When I set up that GoFundMe, I'm going to shoot for like the whole thing. Yeah, 300000 to cover my taxes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. insurance. Mm-hmm. Well, now, if you want one of the founders, what they call Founders Series. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're going to need to put down the whole amount of money. Okay. Now, if you want the regular Roadster once it gets in production. No, I want the Founders. Yeah, well, then you need to cough <laughs> up the whole thing. Okay. Otherwise, regular production, uh, I, I stand corrected, you need a $50,000 deposit. And that. when can I expect that? They didn't say. Two years from now? They did not say. Kind of like the S? Um, little more Tesla news before I let it go. <laughs> uh, if you own a Tesla yes. with a base level 60 kilowatt hour battery. Right. Chances are, and you're in the uh, what's going on right now in North and South Carolina with Florence. Yes, with the Florence. Tesla actually equipped a lot of those cars with actually bigger batteries than the people had capacity to, and they unlocked the extra capacity uh, during the crisis down there. Wow. Now and think I'm, about. Go ahead. Think about that for a second. They um, wirelessly, if I remember right, yep. okay, wirelessly, Tempor- temporarily too, temporarily unlocked an additional fifteen kilowatt hours of battery life to the people that were affected, and free supercharging. It's temporary, but it's a way to help people that during a period of time. This question was asked me. You know what happens when you have problems like that? Well, this is one approach. Uh, that Tesla is taking to reach out to some of their customers. Well, and if you remember, they ran into a gas crisis down there about Tuesday of this past week. Yeah. So, oh, well. Motorola Systems has just received a patent for what I can only call a combination of RoboCop and an autonomous vehicle. That's not okay. We explore next. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. You're listening to Roadworthy Drive. tuned in to Roadworthy Drive with Ken Chester. Hi, Helen. What's the rush? I've got five minutes to get to the faculty building. Well, come on. I'll drop you. Why, James Terwilliger, you went and got an expensive sports car. No, Helen, it's not a sports car. It's a Rogue. A Rambler Rogue. An expensive sports car. A Rambler Rogue is not an expensive sports car. Just never figured you for the sports car type. It's not a sports car. Roguish Jimmy Terwilliger in a sports car. But... It's kind of handle like a sports car. 
And that powerful new engine does have more standard horsepower than any other car in its class. Okay, Helen. See Rambler Rogue. Built with you and your safety in mind by American Motors. Every minute of every working day, two more families make their choice. A new American Motors car. Because quality is built in, not added on. This is Roadworthy Drive. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Ken Chester. For this segment, we're talking about a recent U.S. patent that was granted to Motorola Solutions, a division of Alphabet, that's a.k.a. Google, uh, for what they are calling a communication systems to assist law enforcement in the detaining and processing of lawbreakers. <laughs> wow. Yeah. The patent application itself takes the reader through the process of a drunk driving arrest and explaining how the system would work. <laughs> As for me and the crew, uh, we uh, have reservations. What could possibly, possibly go wrong? wrong? Yeah. Okay. So we're definitely going to have to share this on social media. But the actual draw pictures, drawn up pictures that are part of this uh, patent, patent application is crazy. I mean, I can almost envision something like the, the Nissan Rogue or something similar to that. And the person sits in there, right in front of them is a camera that links them to their attorney. On the other, there's another monitor for the judge. There's an ATM, like little slider thing. A breathalyzer. A breathalyzer. Fingerprinter. Yep, that's right but there in let, front. Let, let's just stop and start with the, how you end up in this thing. It requires a law enforcement officer to detain you. And put you in a car. Yep. Now, you know, I don't even know where to start in terms of false arrest, in terms of right now you have the right to refuse a field breathalyzer test. Which will automatically get you arrested. Could, but you know what? But what if you blow a zero? Okay, you get there. They got to get a court order. You blow a zero. In cases of some um, drugs, particularly opioids... It's possible to be as if you were drunk, but technically not drunk. If you sniff paint, just, I mean, there's all kinds well, of there, things. Well, there is all kinds of that. But again, the first thing that strikes me is the fact that you're going to put me in this car. I am, quote, locked in this car. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about, and I think technically I would be right here. If the charges were false and I'm put in this car, I am being detained against my will. Therefore, I believe they call that kidnapping. Okay, but let's not even get that far. And I'm not a lawyer. Yeah, but let's not even get that far. Um, my, my privacy rights? How do I know if I'm conversing with my lawyer in this vehicle? Thank you, sir. That they're not listening. Thank what you, sir. What protections do I have? Thank you, you sir. And, and, and wait a minute. Let's yep. say I am drunk. Yep. I don't even have the ability to consent. For all this stuff you're doing to me, Thank I might you, say sir. some of everything. Thank you, sir. I mean, okay, I, yeah, no. And what if the stupid thing malfunctions? Then mm -hmm. what? Then or, what? Or let me take it to one more extreme. What if the car catches on fire and I can't get out? But I'm not even going that far. What if somebody hits the stupid thing while I'm in it? 
And it catches fire and you can't get out. He I'm likes right the with, fire part. I like the fire part because he brings up a very valid point. You, there are certain safety mechanisms that I'm sure are part of the patent that were not there. I didn't see them. I didn't see them either. I, I was hoping. I no. was hoping that there were certain safety mechanisms because here's my thing. This thing arrives on the scene. Kind of like that movie, uh, Judge or no, Judge Dredd. Judge, Judge Dredd. Dredd. Yeah, that's yes. exactly what I thought yes. of when I read this. So I mean, these cars arrive after the. I was about to say Judge after law the, the law enforcement calls for it, right? Mm-hmm. So, and I'm assuming that it's just for drunk drivers because here's my other question. N- oh no, 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 no! You didn't read. It also checks you for weapons. Yep. Well, yeah. No, I saw the metal that, detector so, and. But my. Yeah. <clears throat> The thing, privacy, <laughs> it just, I have no protection, no, nope. no recourse, no, nope. no guarantee that one, uh, and here's something else. What if I don't have a lawyer of record? Then what? You have a good point. And Sasha, by the way, can mm. I just say something? Absolutely, sir. Um, who was the one that used to just make fun of me <laughs> when I started talking about privacy, privacy? issues? Uh, no, no, no. For the point, we've uh, been no. we've been doing this. He and I have been doing this three years together. Okay, yeah. yeah. And he's always been on me because I'm the one that raises privacy all the time. As a now, but now he's gotten up on his soapbox and said privacy. And in fairness, folks, in the last year we've come to that point as. Our research has shown we have a right to be concerned as more and more of this stuff gets automated and is handed over to an artificial intelligence. We don't know who did the programming. No, 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 no. Here's a big biff. As more and more things become automated, our legislature is deciding to blatantly ignore and not address these issues because who's going to write up this software? And the software... That, again, you're drunk, you're in this, who's going to decipher that? And you just brought up a really, really good point. If the legislature is supposed to legislate, how can that computer program determine what, how to write that software? Now, but, see? But, but hold on a minute. Back up. He's not going to let me say it. Not yet. Back up. The issue is not so much the application of it, which should be legislated, but how the algorithms and logarithms are used in order to do it and uh, legislation of, you know, it should never be solely alone. It might be used for uh, additional information uh, when you're looking at a case to give you a, a judge additional information about what's going on that's impartial. But the system should be open and should be, what's the word I want? Um verified that it's in compliance, that there are laws regarding what it can and cannot do, and and people should have recourse in these cases. Okay. That's two, my issue. Two things before we run out of time. Yeah. Number one, I should be able to I should be able to consult with my lawyer mm-hmm. without happening to worry about is somebody else listening. Mm-hmm. And number two, just to me, and I'm hoping I get this right. Mm-hmm. This automatically violates my Fourth Amendment right. Don't know quite yet. It depends how far they want to go with that. And, but it's silent to that. It wasn't that clear. 
So, well, and it needs to be that clear. Well, it's a patent. Nobody's saying that they're applying this thing yet. You're not going to see this on your streets right away. When we return, it's a known fact that self-driving vehicles need data, mountains of it, in real time in order to operate independent of human control. 5G may, in fact, be the answer. That's on deck next. This is Roadworthy Drive. Roadworthy Drive is a cornerstone of the Roadworthy Drive radio network. Welcome back to Roadworthy Drive, and I just had to pull Sasha off of the ceiling. <laughs> well, you she know, wa- she wanted to go all the way off into the weeds. I, it's not I know, in the weeds, though. I know that she wanted to go off in the weeds. We're not going to go off into the weeds because we don't have time. I like the weeds. I'm Jack. He's Ken. She is Sasha. I will say this before we let that go. Um, there is some valid concerns relative to the creeping automation in our judicial system. Artificial intelligence. Algorithms. We will keep an eye on it as it pertains to motor vehicle law and how this autonomous stuff is kind of interacting. We may, in fact, do a whole show on it, and then we can turn Sasha loose. But for now, that's as far as we can go. There we go. There Mm -hmm. we go. Okay, folks, for those of you who want to know more about the show or the Roadworthy Drive crew, be sure to check out our website, and that's roadworthydrive.com. Audio clips of past shows, videos of our regular in-studio behind-the-scene antics. Trust me, you want to see these from time to time. And so much more. (laughs) If you think we are on now, you should hear some of the conversations during the breaks. Yes. You can also find out what's up with the show during the week within the universe of social media. Our own Miss Sasha is our social media diva who keeps things inspirational, light, and lively during the week between shows. See how she keeps the social in our social media. Also, to keep up with what's going on, be sure to like us on Facebook. For those of you who are truly mobile, Roadworthy Drive can be found on Google Play, Blueberry Podcasting, and Stitcher. Thought you should know. Data and the world of 5G. And I want to start by explaining what 5G is exactly. Uh, You know, in all this tech world, they throw a lot of letters and numbers and acronyms and all this crazy stuff. But let me just start and explain to you what 5G is and why it's now the new big deal. 5G is the fifth generation of cellular mobile communications. It's the next level after 4G. Duh, but it is. I had to say it. Um, The 5G has performance targets that include a high data rate, reduced latency, that means lag time for when you interact with it for when it responds, energy savings, cost reduction, higher system capacity, and here's another thing, massive device connectivity, Mm -hmm. meaning you can put a lot online without it crashing. It's a thing. The first industry specifications are going to be rolled out by March of next year. By March 2020, the second phase will be rolled out, and with that standard, we'll provide for speeds up to, and get this, 20 gigabytes per second. Wow. Well, we still have to get up there because remember what they were saying. In order for the grid to actually sustain autonomous vehicles, they were talking about a, pro- a need to process, what was it, 100 gigabytes per second? Something crazy I mean, it like was that. a crazy, crazy number. 
Mm-hmm. So, I mean, 20 gigabytes, I mean, we're talking about it and we're like, wow, that's amazing. But in this day and age where you've got refrigerators and coffee makers and smart speakers and cars and everything else connected. And I can, I can tell you something from last weekend. Okay. When I, when I was at the Iowa game last weekend. All right. I could not use my phone. I could not check my. I could not check my Facebook because there were so many people. There were in so one many area. people in one area. Yep. it overloaded that them. it over every week. It overloads the system. That is crazy. See, in five G, not a thing. Maybe, but I mean, as five G comes on, who's to say that people aren't going to add more devices? Right, and and the other thing too is when I go to games with Leanne up at Iowa State. Uh huh. They have two, I will not mention the cell phone company. Okay. But they have two portable boosters. Boosters. Yep. Sitting there at the stadium yep. to handle the demand. Now think about that for a second though. Like think about how many connected devices has to be there to crash a system. And and if you think about it for a second, twenty years ago. Right. Would any of us have ever thought, thought nothing that we would that this technology <laughs> a would even be there and b when you go to a major college football game uh-huh. or you go to an NFL game yep. or something like that and you've got that many people congested in that amount of space mm-hmm. I wouldn't have thought of it. Consider this though, even against that, they expect that this deployment of five G uh, will help and. and Right now, no car has a 5G connection. No. They're moving towards it in the next two years. Okay. But the question goes back to one I've asked a bunch of times here. Will the 4G automatically roll over to 5G in, no. in the cars? No. 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 So, you're, no. so you're stuck at 4G. I'm sure there's going to be upgrade po- po- uh, well, pro- that, possibilities. That depends. If you buy, like, a Tesla right now, okay, that's equipped with a 4G, all right, uh-huh. or maybe, like, you've got a two-year-old. If once they actually release and once, you know, autonomous vehicles, I am sure that there's going to be either something from the automaker itself or a third party that will upgrade your computer system to a 5G. Couple problems with that. But or a 7G. One, Tesla will do it themselves. Yeah. So that's not an issue for a Tesla. Right. But if it's a GM, a Ford, a Toyota, right. not happening because they're not rushing to go 5G. They're really okay. not. Okay. That's not in their plans. Tesla makes total sense. And here's the other thing. We talk about uh, privacy and data and who's getting what all the time. Yeah. You don't want to buy anything from a third party that's going to get between you, the automaker, and your cell phone provider. You really don't because that's another opportunity to, to mess up, confuse, or otherwise question um, the material or data that's going up or down is one more vulnerability. I said did not third party. Say, I did not say that I would buy it or yeah. that it was wise to purchase. I'm just saying that it will be available. And I wouldn't go there. I if, wouldn't go there either. If Tesla can do it over the air and change it from four to five, mm-hmm. that's one thing. Yep. However, if they have to go do a hardware thing in the cars, there's no dealer to go to to get it done. Well, uh, they'll probably come to you. or They'll, they'll set up. You. They'll set up like a centralized location like in Iowa for example i i would assume that they'd set up something here in Des Moines probably send their people out to let's say if i get one tesla roadster just saying go fund me but um <laughs> let it go let it go <laughs> if i had one out where i live i'm sure somebody would arrive there with a with a temporary car take my car in bring it here do the upgrade and then return it no or it's self driving no what they'll actually do huh they'll do the upgrade in your driveway yeah no what 
Oh, you're saying the tech would actually yeah, come out yeah. there come and then you. the way the way Got the it. Tesla's set up, at least in our state, right, is they have techs around the state that actually come to you to do what they need to do if it's hardware. See, there you go. Now, if it's if it's something basic to the vehicle, right now Tesla owner manual says you need to see the dealer once every two years. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. it could also happen then. Mm-hmm. Enough it had to. But this state and no other state that I know of. Has a Tesla dealer. Two states do, north of us and south of us. Really? Each yeah. have a Tesla dealer. But I mean, yes. I think, and I would love to talk to an Iowa Tesla owner, but I'm pretty sure here somebody comes out there. They do, from, yeah. from uh, Council Bluffs. Yeah, they actually come out here to for the two-year checkup. Yep. So, yeah, um, 5G, more data, more chance. You're looking at two years uh, before it becomes a thing, and the vehicles have to be equipped for it. They're not currently right now. So when we come back, we are going to be talking about uh, the J.D. Power Multimedia Quality and Satisfaction Study. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. We are Roadworthy Drive. Drive.com is the place to keep up with the latest happenings with Ken and the show. If you're just joining us, this is the fourth and last segment of this hour of Roadworthy Drive. I'm Ken Chester. Topic C is about the recent J.D. Power study about multimedia quality and satisfaction. (laughs) If you're like me, person of a certain age, we used to consider multimedia when you said multimedia Uh an experience uh, in our cars that meant AM, FM, stereo and a cassette. Or an 8-track. 8-track oh, no. forever. Can we hey, talk about the record player? that was multimedia. Can we talk about the record player? Let's not. Can we talk no. about the no. in-car record 1960 player? 1960 Chrysler Imperial. Yes. Little record player, little records. Uh-huh. No. In today's roads, scratching no. all the heck the, uh, the, no. the, the, the no. records. Let it go. <laughs> Just let it go. Now all you need is like, you know, an mm. auxiliary plug and then you're good to go yeah well you know all i need is a usb plug and i'm good to go oh yeah yeah usb yeah i mean i've got a i've got 160 gigabyte usb um memory oh yeah almost 300 songs on it plug that puppy in (laughs) play and i mean not only does it play without commercials no but it brings up depending on the vehicle Mm -hmm. name title even a picture of the album cover yeah. Now, now, there, now, there's a term that I think should be retired. Album, album cover? cover? Yep. Yeah. Now. Hey, you know. I mean, I know. Don't I judge it. me. I'm not judging a- you album at Album cover. Now, at 300 songs on 160 what? gigabyte, yeah, didn't ain't even, even 2%. No. <laughs> no. Even I could probably it. put every song I have <laughs> online ever.com on the thing and right. still and have still like 140 gigabytes. <laughs> yeah, that is so true. I mean, you're going back to a day five, when we were first introduced to computers. You remember? Five, 20 meg, megabyte. Tw- 20 meg of RAM. You would never. <laughs> what would you put on a computer exactly. with 20 meg? 
How? Oh my goodness! <laughs> Commodore, Commodore sixty four forever, right? Trash eighty for real. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> just saying. Me. I'm just saying. We going back. <laughs> uh, in that backdrop. Oh, by the way, Google trash eighty. <laughs> oh, Ooh. yeah. Am I, a, am I to assume, sir, that you're talking about the radio, radio trash? Shack, yeah, 80? yeah, eighty eighty eight. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Had a friend of mine. In fact, the boss I used to work for owned uh-huh. one of those first machines. That's what he called it. The, Crash as old 80. as I can go back is I remember the first chat service, which was called Gopher. Oh, I don't even know that. I don't even. I didn't it know was, that one. Yeah, it was limited to release. That was the first chat system. Yeah, interlinking because the first one I remember was the AOL. Right. Yeah, there was at least one before that, and all the noise. Yeah, dial you, up. Wait a minute. You've got mail. You've got mail. Yeah. yeah. All right. Against that backdrop, <laughs> J.D. Power's 2018 multimedia study, uh-huh. uh, this is, covers, uh, number one, in-car multimedia technologies parentally, parentally, parentally? The, yep, okay. the leading source of complaints among new vehicle owners, and still a sore spot for customer satisfaction, but things are improving. This is the number of reported problems with in-car audio, communication, Entertainment and navigation technologies. What are people complaining about? Well, uh, typically, I can tell you the number one problem with that okay. is actually the voice activated part of that is the number one grief people well, have. Well, and I, and I have problems with mine, but My again, wife. I can tell you where a lot of this is going is coming from. Okay, it's the older generations, because they're, like Ken said the other week. You know, you've got all these drop down menus that everybody's trying to figure oh, out, and then yeah. once you get there. How in the world do you get back? Yeah, or even if your voice commands. Yeah. Now, my wife has her phone synced via Bluetooth mm-hmm. in her vehicle. Yeah. I've sat in her vehicle as she'd name a name to dial, and it would say something else. Makes her crazy. <laughs> or or mine, mine will ask me. She's like, how, do you, how does the machine get that out of that? Well, you'd be surprised. Anyway, Apparently, yeah. Sometimes I will tell my, my truck, call Leanne. Mm-hmm. And he a, talks to his truck. And does then, it talk back? And then, and Taco then, oh, Bell yes, is around the next corner. Oh, yes, it does. <laughs> oh, that's scary. Because it will say, please say a line number. Yeah. And it gives me four choices. Mm-hmm. That is my wife's phone right there. Yep. She's like, yeah. Um, top performing vehicles in each segment are as follows. And this okay. blew me away for what's not here. Okay. Remember, these are the top performing vehicles with these systems. Right. As far as multimedia yeah. and consumer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Small mass market, Kia Rio. Right. Compact mass market, Kia Forte. Nice. Mid-sized mass market, wait for it, Ford Mustang. Uh. Wait a minute. Large mass market, Ford Taurus. Small premium market, BMW 2 Series. Okay. Compact premium Porsche 718, which is like your Boxster and Boxster S. Right. Okay. Mid-size premium. This will blow you away, but not too surprising. Lincoln Continental, since it's on the same chassis as the Ford Taurus. Mm. Large premium. And I have an issue with this, and I'll tell you why in a minute. BMW 7 Series. Um, My first reaction to one of these modern systems was in a 2001 BMW 7 Series. Okay. It was the absolute worst experience ever, dot com, ever, awful. Oh, my God. It was awful. Mm-hmm. I would have bought an earlier BMW to get not have to deal with this. Wow. Yeah, it was awful. It's better, but it's still not great. Did they try and reinvent the wheel? Like, 
Uh, they literally invented the wheel. They call it the MMI, the multimedia interface. Uh-huh. And them first ones were just, oh, no, no. But what surprises me, okay. there are good systems that I've encountered that are not on this list. There's no Toyotas on this list. No. There are no Lexuses on this list. Which is- um, and I've got to say, um, with a nod to Dodge and Chrysler, uh, the Chrysler 300 and the Dodge Charger love their interactivity. In fact, I think it's some of the best out there. Now, I, haven't, I don't use the voice uh, recognition technology in any right. of these. Right. Um, and that might be where the issue is, since that seems to be the leading complaint. Um, but I was just surprised that some perennial popular ones aren't here. Well, the other thing that surprised me on that list is there's no domestics on that list. Uh, Ford Taurus, Ford Mustang, oh. Lincoln Continental, last time I missed, checked. Missed that one. Yeah, okay, there are three. It doesn't surprise me about the micro cars, because that's going to be your younger generation anyway. Yeah, so, but like the Kias, but the, on the only list. the Kia Rio. But there are others that are, are as good that are not there. Yeah. So it just I I, I wonder about this survey a little, um, and I don't know. And they didn't get into the scope. <laughs> didn't we do a show about how JD can be bought for so much money? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I mean, are you really that surprised? Not totally. <laughs> but you know, it still brings up the point of. <laughs> People reacting to multimedia, and like I said, and I was serious. Right. You know, back in the day, multimedia was, whoa, AM. To be honest, FM. FM. Having FM. Oh, my God. I am so modern now. Yes, sir. Well, folks, with that, we come to the end of this hour. Thanks for listening. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. You have been tuned into Roadworthy Drive. Roadworthy Drive with Ken Chester is a copyrighted presentation of the Roadworthy Drive Radio Network. Any rebroadcast, retransmission, or any other use is prohibited without the written consent of the Motor News Media Corporation.